Hey there, welcome to Bound Together. We are two friends and two self-published authors who took different paths in life, but kept in touch and kept on writing. My name is Sarah Gray and I chose a corporate career while Laura Catherine went full on family. This is all about how we approach writing in our two different worlds, the struggles, the positives, and how we keep the writing flames alive. Good evening. Oh, hello. (laughs) We haven't been at this all night. (laughs) Um, Superb. It's a second recording session energy. (laughs) Yes, unhinged. Um, But in the best possible way. What are we talking about? We're about to talk about nano in july yes so when this episode comes out when this comes in yeah nano for july will be about to start in a week or so after this comes out so yes so we're pretending our what we're going to set our goals for for july even though it's only may and (laughs) (laughs) but we know we're planning we're serious we're serious about this exactly you got to plan ahead yeah I am going to do – I'm going to set myself the same goal I set for the last no-no. So I'm going to set my goal for 20,000 words because I hit that and got over mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to writing A Witch's Mark. So I was writing that for the last nano and then swapped halfway through because I got into cozy fantasies and started plotting and writing a cozy fantasy. I have been – writing that at the moment and I've currently got a goal of finishing the cozy fantasy by the end of June so at the start of the July I can work on something different so I'm going to go back to finishing a witch's mark hopefully which will mm-hmm. mean I then have three books that I've got written and I will need to edit all of them <laughs> and that is the plan excellent plan can't <laughs> wait um my plan is for July nano I'm going to be writing a book that I have done many nanos on and I've just had knocking about for ages. Mm. I think that it's probably it's probably like 60,000 words or something like that already. Um, and I want to do a big chunk of it in July nano. I was going to say finish it, but I don't think I'll get there. Um, in terms of goal, I think... I don't know if this is a good plan, but I want to to aim for 10,000 because it's achievable. And I feel like I did really well off aiming for that um, in April. And then if I do more, I do more. But I feel like 333 words is achievable. And then I'm just going to try and, um, yeah, see see how it goes and see how much I actually get done uh, this book is a sci-fi so i was gonna ask you i'm like are you gonna tell us what the book is <laughs> I, I it doesn't have a title <laughs> like all my i i don't often have titles while i'm writing them so it's like circus book space book <laughs> so um yeah this one is i really like this one i think i probably stopped writing it because i wasn't quite sure where it was going but i've had a chance to think about it and I feel like I'm on a roll and it's just the the last part that needs to be finished. So I'll give that a go. And um, I really liked going for all of the badges. So I'm going to go for all of the badges again, which is writing every day. Yeah. And that's why I'm keeping it low. But I'll also, I think that's when semesters two is well underway. 
I think for yeah, that's uni. That's the hard thing. That's the problem I had with April is because April has got mm. it's got Easter, it's got Anzac Day. I had two holidays in the middle of that. So why was... do they do this? Yeah, <laughs> I was away for Easter. I was away for Anzac Day for a week for a bit as well. So it was like yeah. finding the time to write in between those things. That's why I just couldn't write every day. But like my goal isn't to write every day. It's just to hit the mark. Like there'll yeah. be days where I write like. 2000 words and then the next day I won't write anything but I know it's like well I wrote all that words yesterday so yeah yeah whereas I want to keep the word count low but I want to write every day yeah I feel like that's good for a pencer because then you get all these ideas and then you can just execute them straight away yeah I get that but yeah that's that's my goal it's very similar goals to our last nano just with different books kind of (laughs) <laughs> but at least uh, I noticed this year that we absolutely already know what we're doing. And I already have the November the November one planned out as well. But okay. that's, you know, a topic for another one. one. <laughs> that's forever oh, away. <laughs> maybe we don't have it all planned out, everybody. <laughs> It'll depend where I'm at. Like, stuff comes up. I'm now writing an entire new cozy fantasy book that I hadn't planned for at all because it didn't exist until like a month ago. <laughs> Yeah, and I have FOMO and I suddenly want to write a cozy fantasy, even though I've never read a cozy fantasy and I don't really know what the genre is about. I do have one. I just haven't read it. So we'll yes, see what happens. It's that. a requirement that you read at least one cozy fantasy before you're allowed to read my book so you know what you're getting into. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll do it, but, um, yeah, I'm excited to read it. We haven't um, We haven't shared much writing with each other yet, have we? No, we've got a lot of it's going to be the writing and less editing. I have to finish it in order year. to be able to send them to you. Yeah, I feel like what we're going to do is we're working on all these books and we're just going to dump like three books at a time <laughs> on each other and be like, give me feedback right now. <laughs> well, we got to time it so that we do it at the same time. So then we're, we're, we're both reading a book and it's like we're not wasting yeah. we're not not that it's wasting time, but it's not taking up other time from other things because it's like, oh, I'm yeah. reading your book and you're reading my book. And then we give them back and then we go into the next round of editing. Yeah. And uh, what are we really talking about today? What are we really talking about (laughs) today? We are, oh my God, (laughs) we are talking about our old writing, which is terrifying Mm -hmm. and also exciting, I guess. So Mm -hmm. Sarah and I have gone back to some of our originally written works, which at least for me, was when I was in year 12. So 2008 is when I wrote this very first novel I ever finished writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we kind of read, I guess, a bit of our stuff to each other. And Which one is this? Which one is your first novel? This is um, The Keeper Ancestor's Knives is what I call it. It's a terrible title. <laughs> Or as I usually call it, Ashburn, okay. because that is the name of the main character in it. Such a terrible title. But I started writing it in high school, like the end of high school. And I just would write it in my spare time, like between periods. If I had a period off, I'd just go like sit in the computer lab and, and start typing out this book. Pants the crap out of it, because this was before I was a plotter. Yeah. So the story is wildly all over the place. Yeah. Reading it back, I was like, oh my God, there are characters in there who are like named after my friends. And <laughs> yes, this is what I find too. So I've the the books that I've pulled up, um, 
I pulled up the one that we were writing together at TAFE. Like we weren't writing it together. We were just writing a book at TAFE. Mm. Um, and that one's called Them. And it's a uh, post-apocalyptic as usual. Um, was <laughs> very, very much my style back then. <laughs> Um, with kind of like, uh, they're not zombies, they're probably more like vampires, but more like, um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. You know the Will Smith? Um, there's a movie where Will oh. Smith is like the last man alive. Yeah. And I've I forgotten what it's what called. It's, called. It's, from, it's from a book. Um, more like that. Is and it, they're more vampire Gemini man or is that? No. Similar. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's going to turn up in the podcast anyway. So I'll just, <laughs> when it comes to me, I'll tell you. Um, and then the other one is the first book that I, the first novel I ever wrote, uh, which I can't remember what year it was. It was uh, decently before Arcadium. Um, okay. And which it's one of these is weird. set in a prison. Um. I have a distinct memory of reading one of yours and it was like a bunch of people in like, maybe not a prison, but they were all in a building together and then like someone the compound. got infected. Yeah. Compounds come up a lot. Um, yeah. That's them. <laughs> so the, the post-apocalyptic one, I think they're in a compound. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was that one. I Am Legend yeah. is the name of the movie. I, yes, that's it. I was Googling it. <laughs> But yes, yeah, I, I find that when I'm reading through my works, I can tell what they're influenced by, and I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have known back then. But it's kind of like copying other people's styles or like names from books or movies that I was really caught up in. Mm. Um, there's one, this one, uh, that you you don't know about. It's called Doubt, and mm. it's was written in the Great Dark Depression. After I broke up with my first long-term boyfriend, oh, and the one I've I picked out a piece that is very funny and <laughs> just very anti-men, like I like I would have been at the time. Mm. Very, um, yeah, it was influenced by a mood. Yeah, but but that's like, I've not read it in a long time. So. Best writing comes from moods, like when you're sad and stuff. Not this writing. one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> Let's. Um. So I kind of gave it. Uh, I didn't even give it a recap on this one. Um. So this doubt is about it's a young adult and the girl starts at a new school and it's very difficult and <laughs> nobody really likes her. <laughs> wow. And... <laughs> it's like it's just like you know. <laughs> We'll get there. Um, and there's, or like, it's just really difficult for her. And um, there's this really edgy guy that shows up who's like really dark and like, um, just a loner. And obviously, it's like a love story between them. But it's, it's like, I don't really know that there's much plot. However, <laughs> I do know that there's a, a an overarching mystery where some girls go missing. Um, and around about the same age, <laughs> and I'm going to spoil this for you because I know nobody is ever going to read this, uh, including me. And um, the guy that she's falling for, his brother, <laughs> kidnapped these women. I and know is you're going to say him. Like a, 
a shed in the forest, but not doing anything untoward. He's just keeping them, like, he's just feeding them. It's not doing anything. Well, that's okay. He's just keeping them safe. <laughs> just committing a kidnapping crime that his father also knows about, but it's, it's like too awkward and they don't know what to do. And then eventually the girl finds out. And then, um, I, I didn't know how to plot. It was dark. The time, it was dark times. I just obviously was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. All, All right. men are like this. You have to read but the yeah. bit now. You have to read so it. So that's that. Read it. You read want it. you want me to read this We're bit now? We're talking about it. Read it. Oh, man. I shouldn't have picked this out, but I'm sorry. Um, I also can't read my books out very well. I'm nervous about reading mine out. I'm nervous about reading mine out. It's we should have to each other and then we could have read each other. Okay, here we go. I think there's two characters talking to each other. Mm. Don't know who, the, who they are at all. It's quite near the end of the book, though, but I just thought it was funny. Um, <clears throat> here we go. Um, now I've lost the line. <laughs> <laughs> Very strange. Since when does a guy like Adam just want cuddles and coddling? Is he up to something? What could he be up to? His brother has nothing he could want. Why won't he leave me alone? Jenny shrugged. Men can't live with them, can't live without them. <laughs> I hate men, I said. All men? All men, I replied. <laughs> Even James? Jenny asked with eyebrows raised. Yes, especially James. <laughs> like, there's just a lot of men hating in this book. <laughs> I, I hate men. But, um, yeah, times have changed a little bit since then. <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think that's the main character with one of the kidnapped girls. Like I think she's found. <laughs> I don't know. That's the kind casual of conversation that we should get out of this this shed. <laughs> Do you hate men? Yeah, I hate them. <laughs> All men, even the one that I've fallen for. I can't remember. Like, obviously, they've come together and then they've split apart. Can't remember why. Um, but it is like it's 55,000 words. And I think, um, you know what? I could put a little bit of work into that. It just needs a couple of tweaks and you could publish that. <laughs> for oh, sure. Wow. So what's Ash Fenner about? Or the knives of <laughs> the knives? <laughs> yeah. Um. It was about a, uh, I guess she's the hero of the story. And the start of it is that she had already gone on her journey to defeat the bad guy and she'd lost and she'd basically faked her own death. So everyone in the world just thinks she's dead and she's hiding mm. out in a town somewhere because she failed. Um, And very quickly, like, the very first chapter is like, she's found by the evil dude's army and goes on the run and then she meets these the these people called the guardians who are like supposed to protect and like they've got gener each one of their generation like the leader's grandson is now her protector kind of thing mm. and they're going on a, a new journey because she's lost her powers because of the last battle she had and that's yeah. like so it's a big like traveling story of them trying to get to like the place where so her magic powers have come from these knives, going to where the knives were first found by her ancestors yeah. to, like, get the power back, basically, is the kind of the story. Yeah. But boy, is it all over the place. 
<laughs> it's just like she's Does like she kidnap girls and put them in a shit in the <laughs> she's so wishy-washy because there was no planning involved she's like oh is she like i don't want like to marry so is she like, is she like yeah huh? she's like does she have wanna... like <laughs> does she not have much of a personality does she trip over things as was <laughs> the way back then yeah probably She's just very much like, oh, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to become the keeper. And then she like joins the guardians. And then within like a like a chapter, she's like, all right, guys, you're my best friends now. You two and I are like going on this adventure. We're going to like, we're going to stop Lord Zayon. And, and she's she, like, like instantly goes from, like, reluctant hero. Yeah. She's very like, she hates them. But like a chapter later, she's just like, five best friends later, them. she turns it around. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Uh, so it's like her and then these two guys and so one of them is like his family has always protected the keeper so it's like his job to look after her um and he's Ash the keeper. and then there's like the comedic sidekick friend who is yeah. like one of my favorite characters reed is amazing he's like the only good thing to come out of this <laughs> and there's a lot of flashback um scenes i guess as well to her the first time she was trained by a guy called shadow and i I haven't finished reading this book that I cannot remember who the hell Shadow even is. It's I a think cool it name, might though. be Pagan's father, who is Pagan is the guy protecting Ash now. I think it might be his father. Who's it's, the love interest? Is it Pagan or Shadow? Pa- Pagan's the love interest. Is Shadow like the the third wheel? No, Shadow's like an older man. <laughs> oh, that's why I think he's Pagan's father. Because I because th- his oh, father okay. protected her mother, and her mother got killed. So I think. Shadow might yep. be, have been his father and helped her. I can't, I literally cannot remember how the story went. So the bad guy is called Lord Zeon, but he um, he has a henchwoman who's called Ritu, who is one of my best friends from high school, mm-hmm. <laughs> named after her. And then there's also like, Zeon killed the royal family, but there's a princess who survived called Belle and they find her at one stage. And then they have to go see some elves because it's very fantasy and has like all these like different races and made up words. Yeah. Like the currency is called Ryan Nubbins. Ryan Nubbins, like rye bread and nubbins. <laughs> yes. It's kind of cool though. Yeah. We were super creative back then. Uh, Hit me. Oh. <laughs> I don't know like which bit to read. First, I picked things that I thought were just like a lot of it's just like over description stuff. Yeah. Or like Ash trying to be sassy. I'll read my Ash sassy one. Yes, please do. Hey you, she sat sa- she shouted. The soldiers halt halt halted and stared at her. Yeah, you. You're looking at me, right? Ash Venner, the keeper. Well, here I am. <laughs> Come and get me. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> That's it. You're looking for me, right? Well, here I am. Okay, here's another one. The red woman drew her sword and addressed Ash in a chilling but slightly familiar voice. Keeper, you will drop your weapons and surrender yourself in the name of our Dark Lord. It was a speech rehearsed many times. Ash rolled her eyes. How about no? So was that a Harry Potter reference in there to the Dark Lord? I don't know. Probably. It's very... <laughs> the dialogue what is very Ash- much of a, a, a 17, 18-year-old teenager who clearly wrote this. <laughs> yeah. And what gives Ash the right to, like, roll her eyes 
at such a person, you know? But that's how you think when you're a teenager, right? Or like a younger person. You're like... Is a fan, it's like, it's a high fantasy novel, but she's like, man, no way am I doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've I got think- an inconsistent, sassy teenager in your high fantasy, and yeah. I'm just man hating over here. <laughs> I think the other thing is like, which is something I don't do anymore, is like when you introduce a character, you describe absolutely every single thing about them to their hair color, eye color, and what they're wearing. Whereas yeah. like nowadays when I'm writing something, you pepper it in, in like appropriate places. Like if someone's having a conversation and like, oh, they ran their hair, their hand through their ginger hair. And so you look at like the reader knows they've got ginger hair. Not you going like, he stood before me with his blue eyes, green, <laughs> ginger hair. Ginger hair. He was wearing black a white t-shirt. Black t-shirt. <laughs> Boots, so I, ha- I have the description of Ash where I've like. I remember doing that. Way too yeah. But you like, I remember wanting to describe their full outfit because obviously I can see it and I want to describe the full outfit. Yeah. But then it ends up going like hair, eyes, the way that they're smiling or not smiling, like coat, top, jeans, yeah. shoes. It's too much. And it's it's so much better when you just like you learn those little bits and pieces as you're going through and reading like a story like yeah. sometimes people don't even describe you like you don't describe the whole of the character it's the person's imagination of what they think the person looks like yeah and I think sometimes it's details. more about the person's facial expressions and their vibe and what they're saying rather than a head-to-toe look yeah. at their what they look like as opposed to what they yeah look like. but you're yeah. like and you can cool kind of get what person. they look like from it yeah mm. you can describe it in other ways other than just doing the old list have you got a list there yeah, you want to hear it? This parag- it's a paragraph-long yeah. description of Ash. As she sprinted through the forest, she pulled off her brown jacket and shoved it into her satchel, revealing her tight leaf-green top that exposed her pale, slender figure. She tugged her hair tight out, letting her long scarlet hair fall from the bun. Her hair flicked down to near to the bottom of her short, white pleated skirt. She ran through bushes of lavender, her knee, her tan knee-high boots leaving a trail of purple petals. Wow. What is she doing in, like, a tennis skirt? <laughs> Why is she in a white pleated skirt? But <laughs> that's just how I imagined her, apparently. There's, like, a whole paragraph just describing her. I mean, it does have the, like, at least she's doing something. Like, you know, yeah, she's it's not taking ba- her it's hair tie terrible. out and you're yeah. describing the hair. It's not like, here's Ash. <laughs> she's got this and this and this and this. So it's not, yeah. like, overly terrible, but it also shouldn't just be a big chunky paragraph where I describe her entire appearance. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you, yeah, leaf green top. Mm, so <laughs> <cute>. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you want to share something else and then we'll come back to more of me? Uh, uh, I don't have, I, I was like, I wanted to share something from, <clears throat> from them, which was the one that I wrote at TAFE, but I haven't really got anything funny because it's just so good, you know, it's just yeah, so you good. Just, you're just amazing then, amazing now. I actually can't remember what happens. Oh, wow. There's a lot of talking about potatoes. Read it. Um, no, because, well, I don't want, 
I just want to know what it says. You don't want before to I read it out. The kids. <laughs> <laughs> I know, young me, and young me was very wild. Well, I'm trying to find a bit where it's got the creatures in it. Hmm. Do you want me to read another uh, one while you're going? Yeah, you read another one. All right. I have actually. I like. <laughs> So Pagan's grandfather is the uh, leader of the Guardians and he looks ridiculous. <laughs> just his description is Yeah, is, I'm ready for this. I want to hear it. Like for is a, he wearing a white tennis skirt? A high fantasy novel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. The person had the characteristics of an old man, the white hair, beard and wrinkles around his eyes. Everything about him seemed old-fashioned except his clothes. He wore a grey shirt with the ancient symbol for freedom, beige shorts, long white socks and brown sandals. He had to hold back a smirk. The man was so bizarre looking. Once she had examined Crowl, she looked over at two men who appeared about her age. One to the left had uh, out-of-control short spiky blonde hair and kind silvery grey eyes. He wore tattered pants that covered scuffed boots. She could hardly see his dark red top for under his grey jacket. He also <laughs> wore black fingerless gloves, making him look tougher than his lean body led on. He was holding her knives, which worried Ash. She didn't like people touching her things as a general rule, but those were the ancestors' knives. They belonged to her. Ash's eyes shifted to the other man of the pair. His skin was much more tanned, his chocolate brown hair fell to just past his ears, and he had bright blue eyes that reminded her of the rock pools down at the beach she visited as a child. He wore a clingy brown shirt that defined his muscles as he was well built. Nice. She thought he was quite attractive. <laughs> she half closed her eyes once again and listened to the rest of the conversation. So that was Crowl, Reed and Pagan's introduction. Wow. That was so good. He wore a clingy shirt uh, that showed off his muscles because he was well built. <laughs> it was my face. <laughs> oh, it's just. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny. It's so funny. But at the same time, reading it back, I thought it would be much worse than it was. In my head, I thought yeah. the writing was like like really 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 terrible but it's not I can see where the problems are but I can also be like I I get why I, I liked writing I'm pretty good at that <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny because I thought the same thing I thought there'd be loads of funny things to find I mean I did find something funny but <clears throat> actually looking at it I was like oh it's not too bad mm. you can see what rules we're breaking and like the beginner stuff that we, um, the beginner mistakes we make. But overall, I think we're yeah. pretty good. I mean, I wrote this book before I had done a writing course. Like, besides doing English in high school, I wrote this entire <laughs> Oh, no, book I on can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just really wanted to say that. Um, yeah, because you wrote this before the course, right? And then yeah. brought it into the course and then worked on it yep. like in the novel class, right? Yep, that's right. I'm pretty sure I did the same thing with them. Them being a book. <laughs> <laughs> Have you found the bit you want to read yet? Um 
I don't. I think I should just pick apart. Just do it. Oh, I am picking up um, exactly what the story is about. Read it. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So this is them. Um, a story, a post-apocalyptic story about a girl and some stuff that happens. <laughs> <laughs> and the creatures. <laughs> the creatures are sort of like zombie vampires where they can't actually see in the daylight so they're really terrifying and scary at night time mm-hmm. and can rip you to shreds um but during the daytime they can't see if the sun is out <clears throat> yeah so they just kind of toddle around like you could walk right past them and I know that there's a love interest in this called Sebastian and the main character is called Eve, but I couldn't find any part with Sebastian in it. So, <laughs> so sad. I've just, I've picked a random thing. It's like halfway through the, um, what's the title of this one? Oh, Courtyard Attack and Escape. Well, that's not that exciting. <laughs> um, some of them have like a really cool titles but here's a part of it i think i don't know what's going to happen we'll just see what happens how do you explain terror (laughs) it's really hard (laughs) pure terror knowing death is imminent eve felt as though she had as much chance as someone being chased by a gunman whilst their legs were tied together (laughs) Brandishing only a nail file for protection. An impossible situation to recover from. Terror and adrenaline had taken over Eve's body now. She ran harder, pushing her burning legs faster and further. But her mind was separate, operating on a different line. Unable to control her physical motions, but able to think with an eerie clarity. Low branches whipped at her bare forearms and face, each one stinging with the malice of a sharpened blade. She gasped for air, pushing through the pain, putting one foot in front of the other, running wildly through the unfamiliar forest. She cursed at her lack of fitness, knowing it would be her downfall. She might have had a chance if she wasn't so unfit from endless days of moping around the compound. That's she good. runs. So long. I think- <laughs> there's a lot of I, there's like a lot of metaphors in there. Oh, it's, there's so many hilarious metaphors because you can see what I'm trying to do is like I'm try I'm starting to play around with metaphors, but quite often there's metaphors that just don't work. Mm. Like um, one from Doubt, the other book was she has this encounter with <clears throat> an office worker who is very uninterested. And she says that she she gets up and walks across the room like a penguin on ice. And I'm like, this has no relevance to anything. <laughs> yeah. So this poor, um, yeah, but back to them. I mean. It definitely set a mood. Like It's cute. It's a little bit cringy. Like, how do you explain terror? Um, I knew nothing about terror back then, <laughs> by the way. I was going to say, like, this is how I feel after a day in corporate work, 
but um yeah I know that there's lots of um I think the conversations are particularly cringy the conversation the the back and forths where they're very detailed Mm. too much detail (laughs) like like you would normally speak to someone but that's not how you would write it in a book you're like hi how are you good thanks how are you great (laughs) oh is that a new top yes this is a new top I got it from this shop it was this much oh that's great and meanwhile they're there to like I don't know plan a strategic attack or an escape or something like that <laughs> see you and I think have the, the opposite problem is that you write really like long dialogue and I write really long prose yeah like I just waffle in my prose because I don't I'm like I don't know how to explain this thing that is in my head so I'm just like this and 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 then I like have to go back and be like I need to cut like most of this yeah and I have so many characters and this is a thing that comes out when I'm so I'm doing this study for creative writing and often in my stories they'll be like there's way too many characters there's just random people all over the place they do get used they definitely have a purpose and most of them are like they end up dying but um there's just so many characters all Mm. the time I find that as well I I actually went through when writing Hearts and Frost and Flame and I went through when I was halfway through writing it and just went like, I can combine a couple of these characters. Like I had so many because yes. of four points of view and it was like, got to a point where I'm like, this person could just be one person and like I could cut out this person. I cut out a love interest for one person and replaced it with another guy I already had to be a love interest. Yeah. And, yeah, and then there were two girls one who was like at the compound and the other person who was like working for the um the thieves and I was like they can just be the same person because yeah one of the thieves I think impersonating someone at the compound yeah I think that I could probably combine a lot of characters um but I yeah I can definitely see where Twilight influenced my stories like very angsty um teenage stuff even though there's no vampires in or there's no vampires in doubt the first book that's heavily influenced but there's like there's like a science room scene you know how there is one in twilight as well which is where they first um meet i have that so i've ripped it this is like fan fiction (laughs) (laughs) i used to write fan fiction i used to write harry potter fan fiction in high school did you? Yeah. On, Did um, you put it up on what Wattpad? Oh, I have a Wattpad account. We should have said that in the social media thing. <laughs> I don't want people to go find my Harry Potter fan fiction where I like wrote about myself as a character. Oh, what character were you? I think I wrote myself in as like I was like a new student. And I think I may have been Harry's half-sister or something. And I remember I got a dragon that someone had given a shrinking potion and so the dragon was going to be small forever, so I had a pet dragon. Oh, I like that. That's quite good. I would have read that fan fiction. And Did you have a love interest? interest? was either going to be Ron or Malfoy, depending on who I was attracted 100% to at Malfoy. the time. <laughs> hmm. Wow. That's quite cool. <laughs> uh, miss the fan fiction days. 
Well, that was a fun trip down memory lane. It was. That was that was fun. I would like to do it again. I have to find another old piece of work. Oh, I think we could do it again, and um, and I'll find some some more stuff. I'll find maybe. a couple of lists. Yeah, I'll probably like, maybe if I read some more. I would do want to finish reading the rest of my Ashvander book, and yeah, I'm read, not like... sure if I want to read mine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to it's remember just... myself like that. I'm... I just want to be cool. <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Bound Together. If you like our podcast, we'd love if you would leave us a review. It helps us to be seen by other people. You can find mine and Sarah's books at most online retailers. If you look for Laura Catherine or Sarah Gray, you can find us on Instagram at Laura Catherine Author and Sarah Gray Write Stuff. Our next episode, we are going to do a mid-year check-in episode. Because we've set ourselves goals at the start of the year and we are going to talk about how we're going with those goals on our next episode. So thank you so much for listening to us and we will see you next time on Bound Together. Bye. Bye.